0: Oh, hello and welcome to the Hacker Noon Podcast. This is your host, Utsav. And today on the crypto episodes, we have somebody from Twitter. He's known mostly as Crypto Fundamentals, but friends know him as Josh Swaggart. Afternoon Podcast. He grew up in a tiny village, which has had about 6,000 people, went to eight years of college, learned psychiatry, likes working with inmates, which is probably why he enjoys cryptocurrency a lot. He has a wife, he has three kids. And with that, I'd like to pass the mic to Josh and allow him to tell us what drives him to help people in crypto navigate these choppy waters. Um.
1: So that's that's a a Broad question, so I'll try and I'll, I'll leave stuff out for sure. Um, when I first started in cryptocurrency, I think we all have this story. The people who blasted have this story. You have to have it, you get destroyed, you get you know, <laughs> you lose <laughs> all your money multiple times. Um, and I listened to the wrong people when I first came on the scene in 2017, 2018. I wasn't even on CT, I didn't know what the hell CT was till about a year and a half ago. Um, yeah, I, I was listening to YouTube, and I don't want to name names because some of these people they probably don't even mean badly, they're just terrible at their jobs and somehow they get promoted to the to represent cryptocurrencies but i followed youtube a lot and um you know bought uh, certain things that were advertised there you know i think i rode when i was in graduate school at the time so i rode like maybe two thousand dollars up to i don't know forty or fifty thousand dollars and i rode it all the way down to you know a thousand maybe but i didn't learn anything you know i mean i learned how to lose money but if that's something mm-hmm. but uh you know, I think time brings up uh, all the experience and the things you need. They have to, you have to have time for them all to come together. But helping people, I just enjoy it. I don't know why I do it. I don't really like tooting my own horn either because it feels like I'm bragging. I can't stand it, so... I,
0: like, I'll do it for you. <laughs> it's...
1: Okay, so... It's beneficial to me. Like, I feel good when I help people. I feel good when people are doing well. So it is there. There is some selfishness. And that's the same with everybody. I think I think we do things for selfish reasons. We can do the psychology of that. We don't have to. But that's why I do it. I don't like to see people suffer. My wife used to yell at me for giving homeless people $20 bills. You know, I had to stop because you, (laughs) you know. Uh, we have kids <laughs> yeah yeah we have kids to feed right you know and, yeah. uh, but I really enjoy breaking down things in layman's terms because I didn't understand anything and it would took so long it took so long to get to understand the basic things that you need to understand that no one even mentions to you liquidity right farming uh, tokenomics I mean these are basic things, actually, but then no one will tell you about and no one will go out of their way to tell you, period. And if you don't know them, you're just like, uh, you know, everyone has like invested in IDOs, you know, a while back and they're getting dumped on. They're like, why is the price going down? And, you know, and they think that, the, you know, it's a bad project. But in reality, they don't even know VCs are, you know, there's token unlocks and things like that. So what drives me is just put I really have a good time, too. I enjoy putting together information and making it look and sound a certain way and a way people understand. When I'm breaking something down, I typically will look at it because I grew up really poor. Um, and then I went to school. So I know the difference between, you know, my uncles who, you know, have a, you know, a farming mm-hmm. third grade education as opposed to someone with a college education. Mm-hmm. So I ask myself, and this is a little bit off topic. would well, do I understand? Would my uncle understand this? Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, like, if the answer is no, I'll rewrite it and paraphrase and, you know, do what I have to do to make, put it in terms where people will understand. And that's kind of why my threads are built like a story. Um,
0: The final technique.
1: I get it. Yeah, right. It pulls people in and makes them understand. It paints it in a bigger picture, more on a global scale than a minuscule scale. You know? But those are the kind of things that drive me. I guess just trying to do, um, trying to do it the right way is difficult. No one. T- I never intended on becoming an influencer or educator, whatever you want to call it. I, you know, that's why my handle isn't fancy. It's the it's the JOS12 Olson. That's a default handle that Twitter just gave me. I, I <laughs> 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 um. And I, about a year ago, I put out a small thread and, you know, people liked it. And I was like, well, people are kind of responding to this. And and I just kept doing it and I made them more visual and I made them lengthier and I made them more detailed. And, you know, it kind of just happened, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But no one ever told you about the, you don't really understand how dirty the space is until you get to have followers um and this, so that drives me too because i see like i know of something people shouldn't buy something just based on who else is promoting it because i've mm. been offered a promotion right or things like that uh and this probably no one's gonna offer me a promo after this video comes out guarantee you that
0: <laughs> i'm <laughs> sure a, you would still get all of those promotions because oh, like, no,
1: yeah. I, I tried to do one once um mm. i really did but what i found was Just like I've never been able to fake anything in real life. I can't kiss butt. I can't force myself to do things like that. I don't know what it is. Uh, I couldn't fake doing the work. There was no energy in it. I just sat there. I was like, Mm. this is awful. And I put it off and put it off. And finally, I just said, no, I don't want to really do this. And it was a good project. It was fine. Um, Mm. But anyways, I think that's kind of following your path, right? If you, don't, if you don't if you're not listening to yourself, like there's plenty of influences out there who are driven by money, but they're not really listening to themselves internally. Well, in my view, at some point that road's going to come to an end because you're not doing what you love, you're forcing yourself to do things, you know, you're in a rush. That that's the biggest thing, right? Mm. So as opposed to yeah, I guess those things drive me. Money drives me too, to a certain extent. Of course, it does. It drives everybody. And I, I hate agree. when people say I don't do this for the money. Of course, I I want to <laughs> get rich. Of course, I want to be. And it isn't even being rich. It's being worry free. Like I don't need, mm. you know, I want, you know, having resources. So like, okay, well, I don't have to worry about this this month because I grew up with parents who lived paycheck to paycheck, and right, I uh I don't obviously now, but at the time, you know, it was very stressful. And even in college, eating ramen you know in dorm rooms and that's the
0: meal yeah (laughs) i get it back when i was
1: a medical aide i made 12 dollars an hour and i didn't ever you know my fridge was had two things in it Mm -hmm. (laughs) but so money's a driver of course and it it Mm -hmm. always will be but if i can help people benefit along the way it certainly actually is one of those things where i kind of enjoy it and i and i don't like people being trampled on it pisses me off a little bit but like in the space, you see more and more of it. It just, it's getting worse. Mm. So depending who you follow, and that's the thing about following too, like every follower's goal should be in the end to follow just themselves, maybe a select group of people. I mean, they should be like, you know, working on their craft to that degree where, mm. you know, in two or three years... It's just them making decisions and maybe checking in with a few people to help validate that decision, make sure there's no holes in their plan or their research or project they're looking at, those things. Mm-hmm. But um, So that drives me, too, helping people get to a point where they can stop wondering these complex questions like mm-hmm. liquidity, farming, Um, you know, those things. Uh, What else drives me? The detail. I like that. Um, Yeah, I don't know what else to... They say, I'm sure there's more, I'm just missing stuff. No, I get it.
0: I get it, get it. It makes sense because like there would be a lot of, let's say, economists or finance people who could always like let's say, explain liquidity better using all of their deltas and their alphas and their betas, but what is the application side of things for people who are not finance people? Right. And from my personal experience, I see that like you fill that gap, like you use real world examples, you have like Check out this particular, like you don't kind of like say, check out this token, but you are always like, okay, so these are the things that I do. And like, these are the fundamentals and so on and so forth. So right. if I were a cryptocurrency project or like to be precise, if I were to build a cryptocurrency project, what are some of the red flags that I should avoid? Or like, what are some of these things that flag your red flags?
1: If a project flags as red flags, yeah, um, like- being anon is climbing the ranks. And I don't mean to lead with that because it's certainly not the first issue, mm. but um, it's only that way because regulations are coming and I don't want them, right? But they are, and there's nothing I can do or say about
2: it. Right. Um,
1: so if we invest into long-term projects that are now going to be regulated in a year, in a year and a half, well, what becomes of them? We need to start asking mm. ourselves these questions, right? Do I want to put my money somewhere in a year and a half where I'm not sure what's going to happen because they failed to regulate? Whereas and I'm not going to mention projects on the podcast because everyone knows.
0: Of course. Yeah. But the
1: the ones who are compliant, well, we know what's going to happen. They're going to be mm. fine. Right. And that's not saying that the, the devs aren't better, because I'm sure they are. Mm. I'm sure there, there's there's you know, there's there's great ones on both sides. So the the anon thing, I like it. I think privacy is important. It's a real it's a real big thing. But when we're talking strictly financial, no politics involved, mm-hmm. right? Where our money is going, how to make money, how to multiply that money, how to compound that money. You know, it's a question we really need to start asking. Do we want mm-hmm. to participate? And memes are fine because they last, you know, whatever. But like, you know... <laughs>
2: Everyone <laughs> likes memes. memes,
1: yeah. Yeah, uh, so the memes excluded. But like, if yeah. you we're talking about serious projects who are attempting to be serious that aren't that aren't uh, that aren't docs and aren't KYC. Well, mm-hmm. there's problems with it, you know. And there's nothing I can do about it. And but I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna risk my capital. And neither will other people. People will be way ahead of that, mm. you know. Besides me. um
0: But there's always this question that Bitcoin was also anonymous. So is Bitcoin, the exception that proves the rule, or is it that like Bitcoin is Bitcoin, everything else is shitcoin?
1: No, I don't think so. I just think the government doesn't care. The
0: government doesn't <laughs> care because like the people right. now are not are not in on. Maybe like Satoshi is, right. but like the others are not. Yeah.
1: On. It doesn't even matter because Bitcoin's been co-opted by so many institutions now. You know mm. I'm on You know what part of the what percent of the supply is owned by institutions where they can just you know kind of push it whatever direction they want in in comparison to retail. And I'm not mm. sure. I don't. Have numbers in front of me, but I'm just saying, like, would it matter if he's anon if you controlled the supply? I mean, oh, yes,
0: there are thoughts that, like, if even a single bitcoin from his initial wallet, which has like hundreds and thousands of like bitcoin, if that moves, probably Mm -hmm. the entire market would crash because now people would know that that amount of money is gonna move. I'm not sure where like where I found it, but like, yeah, if he is not anon, it's gonna be a problem. It works because he's anon,
1: right? So, yeah, and I and I respect privacy. And you're right. you're absolutely correct. I just I just don't know another way around what you know around it. You know, right?
0: I get it. I get and, it. It makes sense. Um
1: and other red flags for team for projects tokenomics is a big one if i see a team that's allocating a huge portion of the supply to themselves and there's too many unlocks too frequently you know we've all been over this uh you know marketing wallets 20 percent or something like that (laughs) i'm like uh or the distribution too so oftentimes people new people in crypto don't look at distribution well get to know etherscan go through the wallets if you see the top 20 wallets all holding four percent you need to get out (laughs) you know because that that means too many whales own too big of a supply and if the liquidity is low, well, I mean, there's only one direction and it ain't up. And so that's another, that's, that's another point, right? When it comes to the red flag. So the distribution of the wallets, the tokenomics, and there's plenty of tutorials. And before I jump into that, I want to curve off on something before I forget. If you're new or moderate or novice or whatever, and you don't understand crypto fully, you don't need to understand things like an economist. You just need to understand basics well, and you will do well. Mm. But if, that's it. It's very simple. Keep it simple. Keep it smart. You know, keep moving, keep pivoting with the with the changes and the trends. But you don't have to know every single you know thing in the world. Like, you know, I mean if you're a technical analysis or trader, that's that's a little bit different but um, mm. as far as I know, do I know basic liquidity or do I know basic farming? Do I have money on every single chain and every single wallet? Do I have my security wired tight with VPNs and you know, multiple wallets and ledgers or what? how are you going to do it? Right. Um, do I know tokenomics very well? So I know red flags don't know distribution. Do I, you know, it, it goes on and on the list. Is mm. this project viable in comparison to others or are we just riding hype for the next, you know, two weeks? Um, is there regulation coming for this type of project? Is there a need in infrastructure? And I think, yeah. Another long-term thing people don't think about, and I I know I'm rambling. Um, it's but not.
0: So it's, fo- it is like very they, enjoyable. Go on.
1: They're so focused on what the best is. Okay, there's the best and what's selected. And this, mm-hmm. and I can't get this through to people enough. What is the best doesn't matter all the time because if you have a like a supply chain, logistics chain, blockchain that you know scales infinity and you know make efficiency you know possible everywhere in the world, it's not going to matter. It's not going to mm-hmm. get implemented. Then you're going to put 30% of the globe out of work. Immediately. <laughs> That's not. It's, it might get adoption, but it's not going to get adopted this year, right? We're mm. not doing that this year. So we're talking long, long term Then until we get everybody situated and where they need to be before we can implement something like this. So the best doesn't always matter. Same as some privacy coins I really like, and I hope they make it. I'm not sure how they're going to get around things. And obviously their privacy, they don't have to go anywhere. But, even <laughs> as, but you know what I mean? Like there's still right. these issues that we'll need to you know, be solved. Um, Exactly. The best thing doesn't matter. The best tech doesn't matter. What's selected matters. Network effect matters. Community matters. You know, so I guarantee you there were companies that were better than Microsoft and Amazon before they made it big. I guarantee it it. It always is. And so that's an important point um, that Mm. I'd like to drive through. I don't care if it's the best. Ride the hype, you know, take profits on the way up, leave some in there in case it does really well. Mm. But make no mistake about, you know, <laughs> to be so vigilant watching where your where your projects are going because some of them have such high ambitions. They're like in a 10 year project when regulations are coming in a year and a half. Right. right. And they don't have the lawyers on board yet for that either. Mm. So it's <laughs> anyways
2: i know i'm rambling but no, you get it. yeah i get, it, saying, yeah.
0: But, um, I get yeah. it what i was gonna say was that if somebody from like and pardon me for using a name so if like somebody Absolutely. from solana like if somebody from solana was like watching this they could take that part which you just said and use that as their as their advertisement material it does not matter who's the best it matters who gets selected <laughs> It's it's about the hype. Okay, yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> Why do you think I'm, like the infrastructure of the globe sucks so badly? There's way better right. stuff. That's
2: just what was <laughs> selected. I mean, come on. Agree. Agree.
1: Money comes into it, of course, but the, I don't want to get like too detailed. We're just talking, yeah. you know, the over the generalized statement. Um, Most
0: definitely. But another um, thing. I'm sorry. Like, go for it.
1: Right, no, I want you to talk some too. Sorry.
0: Go ahead. I usually like like to have my guest like half the prime thing. So, but anyways. Thank you for letting me speak on this. So I have this question. There are all these DeFi protocols or whatnot. They say that they are decentralized. And very recently we saw an exchange go down or like layer one blockchains go go down because of problems with the AWS servers or whatnot. If that happens on a place like Twitter, that's understandable. We go and like talk about it somewhere else. But what do we do when it happens on something like a blockchain or a decentralized application? where there is no backing, teams are in on, what happens if that that infrastructure goes down? Like, uh, what are your thoughts around that?
1: It goes down in what way? Like every way? Like there's no access to it? The chain's not operable?
0: It happened for 72 hours at, like the chain that I won't name again. And like what, it you happens. Mean, what, yeah. what do
1: you do with your investment or what do you do to fix it?
0: Like how do you call yourself decentralized the next okay. day? I was talking about this exchange called BYDX or like DidX. Yeah, like well,
1: they're not essentially decentralized and some are hybrid format. And I think that's a right. shortcut that's been taken because it's taken, it's not taking long. It's taken long in human years, right? Like our our time because so, we want things now, right? It's taken a long time in crypto, in crypto years to get things scaled like ethereum get the oracles Mm. you know get the oracles linked up the way they should be because that kind of work just takes time and so people have you know, people like Solana, and you can't blame them for a business model. Well, they say, hey, they're taking forever. Let's let's put this hybrid model in. That's part of this, part that, and we'll make some money, right? And we'll see if we can right. we can like again back to the thing. It doesn't matter if it's the best. I get. And it. so and so that's kind of what you have. People have mm-hmm. just taken taken that route instead. It was that's why probably people get so irritated with Vitalik because he just you know he's like uh, he just ganders right like an old man in the garden with his <laughs> and taking his time and <laughs> oh my god, you know and. Uh, and he doesn't care, right? Because it's going to work when it's going to work. And uh, and that's why people always like, this is going to take this over. And I never get into these arguments. And I know, but I, I have no, I have no, um I have no reservations about saying that nothing is close to taking over Ethereum. And I don't like the gas prices either, but it isn't. Everything's built on it. No one wants to bri- I mean, I can't even get people to bridge to other chains for a 10X. You think that, <laughs> right? Do you think something else is going to take over? Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Get yeah. So... But uh, other red flags for teams, I, you know, there isn't community building. They need to have an active community. So if I see them not act, it depends. If they're really good at their jobs, they don't need to be so active. And i do not one of those people who needs handholding. But because the majority of conversations about the project happen in a telegram, if I see bad sentiment in a telegram, you already know the price is going to go bad, mm. um, at least in, in the initial and in, interim. But so many people in crypto, they need those reassurances to keep their money where it is, especially in short-term investments, that teams have to be active in order for that to work. Um, Mm -hmm. Other red flags... More and more red flags are becoming, there's more of them now because we see these things with docs and docks people running off with uh, running off with money, um, right? So it doesn't mm-hmm. even matter. Mm-hmm. So there's this guy on Twitter, really smart guy. I, I think he's going to have a lot more followers soon. But he was telling me, he was, we were talking about, does it matter if they He's like, no, it doesn't. And he made a, re- I can't remember his point, but it was really, really good. Something to the tune of, you know, they're going to do what they want to do anyways. But he had it, he said it well. I'm sorry, I'm not saying it well anyways um that's all i can think of right now with teams not doing things okay here's another thing devs make bad ceos really bad ceos Uh they don't they they think they can code market they they, then do hr and you know uh you know everything at the same time Uh so they need to hire on some kind and there there isn't really even there isn't really a big way to do this it's very difficult because projects don't have all these options like fortune 500 companies do but you know they need to have more people that are pointed in several different directions to make things Uh work typically so we have great projects that that teams have just like been like well whatever i'll get there when i get there well you're not vitalic stop acting like him like back to our prior point Mm. you have to do something else to keep people's interests at this stage Mm. but they don't care and the project dies but it could have been Mm. great right you see that a lot um so devs who act entitled to devs who just want to put out a token for a cash grab get that a lot Mm. um i mean i guess that's all i have to say red flag wise it's just there's i could make a list probably very long Mm. but intuition (laughs) falls into it too and this is something that can't be taught i think it comes from being you know just getting a feeling for all the projects over long period of time, but sometimes I'll almost buy something or I'll sit back and I'll think because I think about things for a while and I won't buy it the price will go down or i'll think that the market's going to take a turn and it usually does um but that didn't come right away and i'm not always right either but my intuition always usually leads me in the right direction towards projects mm. and which ones i should invest in and which ones are going to be okay and it's i think it's just a common culmination of experience you know from being hurt here and having good things happen here that kind of makes this thing happen where i just get a feel for a project if it's going to do well or not right
0: mm. Mm -hmm. that makes sense
1: yeah and i'm sure you can speak to that too
0: like i wouldn't say i have the best sense like what i learned is what my personal like gut says do the opposite and that is what usually works for me i don't have that sense at all
1: well yeah it'll come some people are like that
0: yeah so i have a serious question for you like you don't usually play that up but you are an influencer for the community right has there ever been a case in your opinion where you were not very optimistic about a let's say token or a coin or whatever and you probably didn't have the best words for them they ended up like going down or falling or failing and they probably weren't that bad to begin with what do you think like when you think that you wield such a power over the community or not
1: Um, uh, I'd like to say people don't listen to me because you know I listen to you so you have at least uh, like one person (laughs) I often have people that, you know, like we all, a lot of people like me do. I'll mention things and then they'll go up in price a lot before people will come on to them. Mm. And you're asking about whether I haven't liked things and it's dropped in price because I've said something. Mm. I don't think I've ever put out a public statement and anybody, to be honest.
0: You call that FUD, okay. What's that? So you use the word FUD, right? The way bad. I see it, I the, like see, that's it. Like you make a distinction that you would not FUD anything whether you no. like it or not.
1: Here's the thing, unless I have the evidence, there's no FUDing. The only thing I've ever fudded publicly is Snowbank. <laughs> <laughs> right? And snow okay. dog, one of those good times. And um, <laughs> right? but people jump to these conclusions, and I'm not going to name names, but their evidence is poor. The journalism is that the the investigative journalism and the evidence they've collected is poor. It's very, Mm. very, very, very poor, especially when they're posting things and they don't link up a chain of events. They don't link up a timeline. They don't describe how the wallet transfers worked and where it went and how it got there, right? Mm. There's like two threads, picture, 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 post, right? I've never liked that. And it's not that I don't want people to do the right thing and not to be, and other people not to, and things not to, and bad teams not to get called out. I do, I don't want them to succeed Mm. at all. But if I don't have the evidence, the real evidence, there's no sense in giving it all to me because that's, that's me doing, I mean, hearsay that's me starting rumors and i almost you know there's been a time where i almost did once and i was wrong this is early on and i would have hurt them right mm, and, yes, and uh i got the information later on because i was patient i waited i didn't want to do that even though my emotions were telling me to do it and there's been other times too but uh you just you know you have a feeling you hear these rumors but what else are they they're mm, rumors
0: that's much, i've
1: seen yeah. this guy and uh, you know they dumped well where is the proof? See that so often. He dumped on us. Where is the proof? Mm. Their VCs are dumping. Where is the proof? Show me their mm. wallets linked to the token unlock dates. You know, that's fine. And I just get it's a little bit tiresome because mm. people on crypto, they wonder why they're not taken seriously a little bit, right? Well, we need to ask better questions. So you're promoting somebody to have a hundred thousand followers, right? Mm. And you're listening to every word they say, but then again, you're, you're not asking them to do better. Mm. And I don't mean being rude or being mean, but like when someone's presenting something, they should have all the sources. They should have references. Mm. They should have documented evidence. And if there's a rumor, you know, I mean, why aren't they going to that person? Hey, I heard this. I heard Mm. this. Can you respond to this? Right. Those type of things. And I don't mean being a journalist, you know, altogether, but it's there's so much bad information put out and misinformation, disinformation. And I see it hurt. Good projects, and none of it's true mm-hmm. at the same time. So we have to, as a community, start doing diligence on this. And that's why I don't fud because I don't have the evidence, mm-hmm. right? And unless someone's going to give it to me, and I'm not an ether scan sleuth, right? Going through wallets all damn day. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to, <laughs> people get caught up in this, right? Where they, I got him. Well, you know, you spend an hour of your day catching somebody dump on you, and you're not getting your money back when you could have been researching something to put your energy somewhere where it's going to benefit you. Mm-hmm. And I've never done that. I've never went on my way to look at wallets like that, even though it can be beneficial in other ways, because it. Just, just taking time away from me making money basically mm-hmm. and um anyways that's my kind of thought on um yeah gotcha. on that so sorry speaking too of long making money,
0: i love these talks right speaking of like making money there is like one thing that the crypto ogs allegedly don't like which is the nft what's your take on that
1: um i've been getting more and more into nfts looking around kind of collecting a few here and there I don't have a lot of them. Um, and some I wish I bought more of. Like, I'm like, as when you're first uh, getting into crypto baby steps, I'll buy like just two, just two mm-hmm. of right? And then there, you know, the floor's gone up a few. Weeks. I'm like, well, I wish I would have bought more. But yeah, there's some things I like. At first, I didn't understand them. I remember I was having a conversation with a couple other influencers who are really into NFTs and they're nice guys and they're funny. Right. And mm-hmm. I was like, and they were talking about um, the Notorious Frogs. And so the frogs, and I was like, and at first I was like, oh, what are they? I didn't understand, right? I didn't Mm. get it. (laughs) You have to really do your research in NFTs too, because they're going to be in a metaverse and they're going to go to 3D and they're going to come with land and all this, you know, not just those ones, but tons of them. And so I think there's a place for them. I think they assimilate ratio matchup with crypto perfectly because oh, the majority of crypto after regulation is not going to be viable. The majority of memes are not going to be viable. The majority of, there might even be more NFTs that are viable than, and no, this might or may not happen. There may or may not be more NFT companies that succeed than, than the other ones because they're mm-hmm. so well connected with athletes and sports teams and, you know, people love art and, uh, you know, corporations. And so, they're, you know, in the metaverse too. Mm-hmm. So you may have a situation in the future where not all of them, because there's tons of NFTs, too. Um, But you have quite a few NFTs that are long-term holds. That, you know, may do very well, but I don't know much about them yet. And some people are, are helping me kind of navigate them. Like, oh, what's this? Is any good? Um, you know. But uh, yeah, I recently did my first thread on NFT a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. a month ago mm-hmm. or so. Um, I just stumbled onto the guy. They're kind of cool, so I posted about it. No one cared until uh, I think yesterday. That always goes right. right. Yeah, you know, I it brought it. My... Yeah, it does. Go ahead. What were you saying?
0: Like I was saying, like if we look at our parents, right, their money is all in fiat or in like, like savings or checking accounts right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. When they look at us, they're like, where's your money? And I'm like, it's on the wallet. They're like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> Can't you see your money? And now it is the generation after us, which is like, now when we ask them, okay, at least your money isn't, isn't like crypto. No, my money is that yeah. picture of an ape, right? <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> it's a cultural thing, I guess. I guess like life is a meme, but yeah. <laughs>
1: it is and it's a very difficult concept for them to grasp um hmm. you can't explain I don't get it, to it at all yeah you don't
0: i don't get nfts at all like how would you yeah. like explain value to me i call it like layer two laundering like layer two money laundering <laughs>
1: in his, historically speaking that's how a lot of people launder is through art right, right? yeah uh i don't understand it fully it either i just feel like you know i saw a few cool things and the market's not going nowhere so i'll look into it and uh some things are interesting especially when you have these ones that are associated with them they're associated with bigger like companies that are uh mm. that are that are in crypto bigger crypto companies and metaverse companies and they're going to be in the, their operating system or whatever the hell it is uh okay. that they're putting out and be able to venture in there and be avatars and but how many avatars are you going to have though? eventually because right and that's that's the thing i worry about like um like i've come to understand too like why does everybody do ten thousand? the limit on nfts why, why you know, ten thousand is kind of a lot to me isn't it or is it not i don't know i guess it's it depends a on it. Thing.
0: <laughs> i guess somebody wrote a piece of code which you could run to get ten thousand nfts and all of these like script kiddies they are copy pasting that same code and because okay. they cannot change that 10,000 or it might be a, like limit. I'm not an expert over there, but that right. is why everybody has 10,000 or like 8888 8, 8, 8, or something like that.
1: Right. Okay. I got it. It makes sense. See some, you know, some I didn't know, but yeah, I don't, it's hard to understand that, but even right. The, uh, the, yeah, I can't explain it monetarily to people and I won't try.
0: <laughs> <You're saying. laughs> Like if you were to look into the future, like what do you think is next? If our generation was, let's say, defined by DeFi and cryptocurrencies and the next one is DeFi and NFTs, what is the next one? NFTs and X. What's X?
1: What do you mean by like the next trend? Yeah. I honestly think... Um, They're going to have to bridge uh, the financial system with blockchain eventually. Mm -hmm. Traditional financial systems into blockchain eventually. Um, And it's already there. The groundwork's already being laid, essentially. Mm -hmm. Or are you asking what the next trend is?
0: Yeah. Like you're speaking about adoption, which like tells me that there is more circularity to it because it all like ties down to the finance side of things. I was looking more from a utilitarian standpoint or like maybe even like monetary, like where are people going to chase their? next pumps? Is it still gonna be DeFi, NFTs, or is there going to be something else? What would your There's always
1: going be something else. Um, there'll always be something else because other thing, uh, something else makes money and it'll mm. at least, it's what drives innovation. You see these things and I have this theory and it may or may not be right, but like the DeFi 2.0 and then 3.0 and these things, I'm not sure if they're DeFi or not. We don't have a standard textbook definition, right? It's whatever it yeah. is. It's different code. It's different gimmicks. It's the way it works. We're seeing if it works. It's all experimental. We'll see, you know. Mm. Um, But I have a theory that government agencies, they, they've let us, what always happens during tech revolutions as government agencies will let and they'll let you innovate why would they close things down right away when they can let like all these brilliant people innovate for years mm. on end and then just cherry pick out what they want in the end cost mm. them nothing right mm. <laughs> and, so, and so the innovation factor is always going to be there because one person wants to one up the other and code gets spliced and code gets altered and then you know someone thinks of something better or something to add to it mm. and so i think we'll always see things like that i do like privacy aspect that's upcoming with our current world the privacy coins and the new features that some of them have I'm not going to mention them because i don't want you know anyone to go buy things <laughs> right <laughs> well, research. this that. is not uh,
0: financial advice let yeah. me say that now <laughs>
1: so I do like privacy coins some of them that are that are DeFi and and privacy that again that are you know converting assets into synthetic assets and then back and forth without being traced I think there Mm. is a need for privacy in this market in the world actually because I think regulations are coming and it's not (laughs) not for bad reasons I just think Mm. part of human existence to have some things private in your life Um, for sure
0: for sure I'm with you on that and like death and taxes are always gonna be there so yeah (sighs) be. Absolutely. to pay taxes. I'm in yeah. India, so my like country just had their budget announcements, and they were like, if you like have crypto, you pay 30% tax on the income that you generate from crypto. So it's okay. pretty, it's pretty progressive. If I hold it, yeah. I'm not paying any taxes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, great, right? and it means they can see the younger generations, right? And then the people—that's mm-hmm. all they're doing. I mean, I don't yeah. know, probably. People, I don't know, 15 to 25 definitely are, I would say, a higher percentage are in crypto than anything else. Especially traditional assets. No one wants to get on Charles Schwab for, you know, half a percent a mm. day. They just don't, um, right? I mean, there's no But it it's interesting,
0: in it. right? It's interesting yeah. that people 15 or 25, they have access to sorts of capital that we didn't have. So it's oh, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah, like, like the- At least the world is progressing.
1: <laughs> it is. I was talking to my dad today and i have a I have a young brother he's only she's under 10 mm. and um, and he plays video games and all and i was reminded me of the play to earn video games that are going to be very big in the future right where people mm. will just be playing you know earning money through playing the games that's definitely will be a thing in the future i think metaverses will be a big thing although i think that's so long term as well i don't think we're anywhere near ready um mm. to actually have them operational you know as as far as avatars are concerned i mean so i think a lot of people confuse metaverse with video games right yeah they do (laughs) it's not a game (laughs) here and so well it kind of is i guess it's you know it's an integration that's for sure Mm. and so um but yeah the next thing it's hard to say uh Mm. current markets you know it could go i have my thoughts on On the market but um depending where the market goes like see i just don't think that's gonna happen with the market if we entered a long-term bear market most projects would be you know wiped from the map yeah yeah. capital to do the research you know so
0: i shouldn't laugh yeah but okay yeah (laughs) no
1: no no i get it i laughed what what else can you do i mean we have no control over it we'd like it it
0: last time right i think because we 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 are used to it, it so like if it happens it's like okay it happened
1: yeah. again you get to that you get to those points quicker like the death uh five stages of death the grief and then the mm. acceptance right mm. it's kind of the same thing when crypto's going down for for new people but what your third or fourth rodeo you're like you're right in acceptance just like that well yeah <laughs> nothing i can do
0: <laughs> it's a crash let me go back to sleep
1: <laughs> yeah right okay. and i the way i've been doing it too is i spend more time doing other things that I've been neglecting because they're in a bull market. You can't leave the computer. You can't go to sleep. So, you know, there is benefit Mm. and you got to get back into it. And at the same time, you don't think that well. Like, so for people who are, you know, and I'm guilty too, but if you're staying up all night and you're, you know, you got that dopamine pumping constantly from all the trades you're in and you're making money. Mm. I mean, your brain's not working that well. You're not making the best decisions just because you're Mm. fatigued. So You know, it's good to take a break, but Mm. anyways, sorry, went off track again.
0: No, it makes sense. Like, because you have this background in psychiatry. So like you understand these things, right? When you get a lot of these, dopamine pumps you obviously are not thinking straight you're thinking even if you are like not fatigued is like let's say you are going to make mistakes because you think that you practically are untouchable if you get that drift which like makes you more rash and stuff
1: yeah they get them the euphoria really is a problem with most Mm. people um and the dopamine right Mm. it's addictive number one so you can, you can be addicted to anything. I don't care what it is.
2: Exactly. Um,
1: the come down's is really hard too. So people chasing what they'll do essentially is, and I have this fear about when crypto regulations come in and memes, you know, I don't know when it's going to happen 10 years, whatever, maybe it doesn't, but if it all mm. did go away, you know, the hundred percent gains, uh 50% gains, whatever it is, I mean a lot of people that have made all their money that way are going to lose it all in a casino because they're mm. going to be chasing something there's going to be a void that needs to be filled on a hormonal level right a newly mm. a, a neurotransmitter change has occurred if you've been doing this long enough right that's something we don't have to get into but absolutely it has just like cell phones change the neurochemistry of your of, of your brain as well when you use them mm. for a while so i worry about that a little bit but you know mm. as far as that people makes sense. yeah as far as the people with their the dopamine in a bull market you know they just you get addicted to it it's like this constant thing but you run out eventually your body gets mm. fatigued and you can't produce it's like uh kind of like being an addict you know the addict doesn't get the same feeling twice and they have to keep it. yeah, this. yeah. To, to feel the same it's the same thing mm-hmm. that's why people even during the bull market fatigue even when they're making money they're like kind of apathetic after like a year like eh, 20 grand whatever right
0: <laughs> <laughs> 9, APY. <laughs> let me <Yeah>. leverage it <laughs>
1: Oh, I'll do that later. but I get too lazy to take trades that they know they're going to two or three X, right. That's bull market fatigue. And that's, that's a response from the body saying, I'm not excited anymore because, you know, I've been making so much, you know, it's not that the money doesn't matter. It's just that mm-hmm. all the dopamine has been hitting you constantly and you just, you're, you don't care, right. You're kind mm-hmm. of apathetic.
0: That makes sense.
1: So anyways.
0: Yeah. So as we like come to the <laughs> close of this like podcast, mm-hmm. I want you to like take some names, but these are the ones that you that you would be happy taking right? Oh, yeah. Sure. So tell us some of the tools that you, that you like use in the space. There are so many. I just found out about ZapperFi, started using it, but what are the ones that you like? What are the ones that you want people to use to be more aware, informed and so on and so forth?
1: Um, Quant metrics is a good one. Um, Coin metrics? No, quant.
0: Quant metrics. Gotcha.
1: Yes metrics is a good one. If you're looking for, you know, market sentiment and, you know, information, you're not going to get anywhere else, especially when it comes to kind of looking at indicators. Uh, trading view, uh, don't check your prices on CoinGecko or CoinMarketCap. Pull up a chart because those aren't in real time and they often have glitches. So I, I don't recommend anyone ever uses anything that's not real time, especially really? if you're watching a meme trade. Yeah.
0: Speak more on that, please. Like, I had no idea that this was well, the reality. CoinGecko
1: and CoinMarketCap pull their data from somewhere right they pull it from the exchanges or they pull it from i don't know where they pull it from to be honest but i never in a product i'm in not have the chart up i don't even care if you know how to read ta you can at least tell where the buys and sells are at and where the dumps are happening right mm. and you can track wallets that way and everything else if you need to and see you know what's going on with the team and the distribution um like i always do but the coin market cap and coin gecko thing you're getting a price but like it's not it's lagging it's a lagging indicator that can go wrong you're not getting it it relies on something else so anytime you're dealing with your money you should not be using an application. I mean, if you're just scrolling through looking for new projects, great. Overall total market cap, seeing what's ranked, right? That's great. But for price check, I mean, you know, I've had this conversation with movers last week where they were just using Coinbase. They were just, inv- they, they didn't know I was that I do what I do. But all they were doing to invest was Coinbase. I was like, you know, and these people have these hopes and dreams, so you feel bad. You're like,
0: NGMI. <laughs> like, how do you? Know?
1: No one's told you about a Dex. They had no idea what a Dex was, but they've been on Coinbase yeah. for a year. I'm like, what yeah. is going on, right? because it's a YouTube mm. they're on the damn YouTube instead of CT and uh,
0: oh
1: anyways no, what was I saying sense. before that I'm sorry so you were
0: telling us about like quant metrics that we should like, oh quant metrics
1: into? yeah I go with charts, uh, deck screener, DexScreener, tools, whatever. And you can put several tabs open. You can. I kind of like, um, I'm not going to give an endorsement here, but the ones you can set an alarm on. If you're watching a trade tightly, you can put a top and a bottom on it. So if it falls below a certain invalidation point, well, you might want to get out. If it goes above that, you know where your TPs are at. And I'm not a trader. I know I'm a novice at TA, but I'm good enough to know where resistance support's at. And uh, how a retest works and, and where we need to get uh, for us to, for me to make a purchase, right? Entries and exits. So mm. you so for people, if your, um, your investment should wrap around three things. Research is the number one. That's the first thing you should do. Uh, the next one's entries and exits. And if you can't enter an exit, it doesn't matter how good your research is. And I'm not saying mm. don't hold for years because I have things I hold for years. But if you see sentiment turning, the team's not meeting deadlines, you need to get out. That's all there is mm. to it. And I heard this from an influencer who was really large when I was really small. And I was getting dumped on all the time. And I was like, oh, what's going on? Can we push the project this way? Can we do it that way? He's like, you know, the bottom line is, and I'm not saying we have to do this but if something's going wrong with a project if you don't sell someone else is going to that's the bottom line so if there's like like with the, the recent project we won't speak of scams or people like lying or corruption or these things people just need to realize that no one's going to trust it again people get hurt real bad in the space um so quant metrics dex tools or indicators i use i use trading view too um i use um what else do i use oh god what's it called I haven't looked at it in a while. Um, oh, for my, uh, for I use Ape board that Zerion right for tracking it's portfolios right. yep but as far as research goes I don't go through anybody but myself I go to the websites I read through the white papers I'll google them I'll google the team members I'll tie in about everything I can with who they are and what they do I like to look at histories backgrounds sometimes you can't find them which is a little bit odd this day and age but you can't mm. um <laughs> well it is but I don't look at application too um is there an application is there a need this is fancy this is great this is wonderful it's it's Exciting. Is there a need? Will there be adoption? People never ask that question. They don't care. They want to make money right away. That's great. But then at least give yourself some limitations and say, I'm not going to research that aspect of this. But I know it's going to make me money right now. So I'm going to give myself a timeline to get out. You know, mm. in a month or a year, or, you know, a week if it's a meme, whatever. <laughs> and mm. uh, <laughs> and so these things are important. Um, there's, there's different. There's different criteria. There'd be different tiers depending on what kind of investor you are. And knowing limitations is one of them. If you're not someone who's going to research anything, well, you better know why it's important why it's being hyped, and when hype dies right and how long things last Mm. it's a basic component you can look at about every meme chart that's ever existed there's an initial pump phase for the first two 48 to 70 maybe even 24 to 72 hours Mm. and then usually a rapid sell-off and then if it's any good it'll go back up you know 10 times the original all-time high Mm. Um, but as far as metrics goes you know i (laughs) i really get my hands dirty i just go to the source I don't rely on mm. too many, too many databases or indicators or, and there, there isn't any, any, there isn't many anyways. Mm. There was this one though that showed good, Um, I like quant a lot, but there was this one, God, I can't think of the name of it because I use it all the time, but it read, it, it told you where, who was selling when whales were selling, uh, how often they sold, it kept track of a lot of data. There's I just can't think of it right now. It's not glass node, it's a different one. I forget what it's called. Um, There's
0: one called into the block
1: maybe like that's it guys. maybe that's it yeah that's a good one but like i hate to disappoint people but i don't use indicators that much i really just dig through like and even on ct like if you want data go to ct like what a mistake i realized i was making early on was i would go through just scroll through random stuff and mm. then i would see things that people were talking about very small people usually and i ignored mm. them right and then it was a 10x like two days later or a 5x or whatever and now what i do is if i have time to research ct i won't pay attention to what people are saying i'll go through a people are talking about and i'll write down every ticker i'll spend an hour writing down every ticker i see and then i'll go back and i'll research each ticker and oh. see what they're talking about and if it's worth you know kind of digging into right a little bit further um and that works very well actually especially when you're scouring for young accounts that are really good because there's some people out there that are amazing at what they do they have like thousand subs or two thousand subs mm. um so i do that quite often and that's oftentimes ct is where i find new things that i haven't heard of before even CoinGecko, I'll search like page seven right page eight um i like uh, to- think like What's that yeah
0: at least it's right. of some use <laughs> yeah.
1: new, new listings too i mean you get on live pairs on you know dex tools and sometimes i'll sit there and i'll look through those for when liquidity is added yeah overall i'm sorry man i don't use a lot of indicators i just kind of use myself i really dig into a project mm, i tie okay. pieces together so that's interesting but, but, but for ta wise i'm always watching that too like mm. support and resistance and trade out those levels if i'm just trading or swing trading large caps or something but i'm not trading right now because it's just no so good
0: Mm, mm, mm I'd like so, to end with like this note, which I like when I read your tweet, I was like, I want him oh. to us on the Hakanon podcast. Okay. It was when the market had crashed for the first time this month, or like was it in January? And you were like, Fuck those guys who talk about stable coins, right? So oh. Yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, that is a very interesting thing. I want to talk more about that. Like, this is somebody who believes in crypto and who knows that stablecoin is just fiat and a different clothing.
1: Yeah, and are you talking about them, like, the braggart nature of it? Yes,
0: yes, the braggart the nature point? of it. No, you
1: know, the majority of guys who do this already have made it. They already have a lot of money and they want to rub shit in people's faces. And I'm mm. sorry for swearing, but that shit pisses me off. I agree. Go, you know, why are you even... I mean, how the hollowness... In Inside of someone like that, psychologically, I can tell you is very vast. If they don't have, if they have that much money and they have so few things to do, and to come on ct and start talking about how they were right i mean things are grim in, in, internally right grim. no substance whatsoever <laughs> the human being yeah. and so it drives me a little crazy and so yeah when you're talking about i told you to stable this i told you to stable that well obviously they know they're <laughs> they're already feeling like crap right and that's right. how you learn lessons is the hard way you don't need to lean on them when they're, or kick them when they're down people really don't respond to that anyways they don't people learn the best through biting you know kicking their own butt that's how we all mm. learn. Better, <laughs> like by 100%. kicking our ass, yeah and so when these people do this yeah i see it all the time but it just drives me crazy mm. i call it's okay if you uh if you called something and you want to take cloud for it, great amazing especially when you put hard work into it when mm. people have lost a ton of money because i think few influencers they forget they don't leave their house they're in puerto rico they're in dubai they're here and there they don't drive down the streets and see all the homeless people and the homeless camps and mm. everybody else and some people the majority of people in crypto have a hundred dollars to put in now mm. you tell me like how are they and, and this isn't to put anybody down who's only invested in much. Of course, you can do well with it, but do you have to be vigilant? Do you have to be diligent? You can't take a break. Mm. You know, the majority of people like that, they're running on, they're hoping, right? They see something mm. that could change their life. A lot of them don't have the the drive, not just intelligence, it's always the drive mm. to actually sit down and do the work, right? Mm. That it takes to, to, to succeed. And so these people have hope and these guys, you know, they're already, they just lost 50%. They lost everything, right? And mm. they don't understand how to handle this because they're new. they just take a big crap right on them afterwards mm. i told you to stay well i told you to do this what <laughs> did you i mean i don't know because right. if an influencer says hey i'm stabling some money right when during a bull market oh he's dumping on us well i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm not sure if they did or didn't but it drives me crazy because it just does i don't know how else to put it like mm-hmm. when i take profits i take profits on the way up i very rarely sell the top i never sell the top actually i always sell small increments when it's on a we're in the middle of a bull market and it's really really multiplying mm. right it's only a little bit at a time and it doesn't affect the chart so responsible wills responsible influencers know how to do this very well they know how to take out small amounts of profit that are going to make you know that are going to long term lead them to wealth right mm. um, without destroying the chart right mm. and so and that's another problem in crypto is we have these people <laughs> that'll sell like 25 eth on a exactly. you know, a micro <laughs> app. it's like what are you doing? And they would have made more had yeah. they promoted the project and held and in, in sold small amounts because when people see a chart accumulating uh, right on top of an all-time high or maybe down to mm. the next, the, the previous port, right? Mm. Then they start buying again. And these mm. these people don't understand that. Um, So they'll just, you know, sell 25 ETH at once, but that's irresponsible, especially for influencers mm. in whales. And I know some of these guys do it. Mm. They'll dump hundred ETH. I've seen, I've seen a whale jump. I've seen a guy, an influencer I know, dump 300 ETH at once on a project. And I was mm. like, Okay. <laughs> But you what know, can we do? Like yeah. do you think that
0: a part of the problem is the nature of social media? Like had it been truly decentralized or like let's say web three, where mm-hmm. like if you say I am 90% stable bro and your wallet is like linked to it so I can see how many times you got wrecked yeah. you wouldn't be bragging after that
1: no no they're <laughs> the same problem influencers get not even influencers people who are really good at this get wrecked all the time I do all Agreed. the time mm. you know you know the key is to, to know what which ones will do really well take risks calculated risks put less in the calculated risk you'll probably lose that and you might 10x on another thing and that's that's how you make money long term and that's the mm. short side of the market, too. Like, there's no reason to be in such a rush where you're scamming people and dumping on people. Like, the mm. whole reason government intervention is coming is because of the scams. But had we all worked kind of together and, like, did it a little bit more responsible, well, regulations mm. may be off a few more years, right? But we haven't. Um, but so, you know, that kind of stuff, it irritates me a little bit. And I just get tired of it. It's like, you know... <laughs> Because the majority of influencers, do. they put out a lot of like two sentence alphas, right? With not much else. People who do TA are great. People who do breakdowns are great. People who really keep people informed are great. But, you know, a lot of the influencers on CT at the same time, they're not going to talk badly. But like if there was really hardworking, content driven people that came on a CT, well, a lot of the influencers wouldn't have jobs. Right. Because (laughs) it's so easy and you have to don't, you have to be on top of things. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong. You really have to work. but, um, but so many of them put in so little effort and they have so many followers. Mm. So
0: It's the ecosystem, yeah. right? Because they have somebody to tell them about the latest NFTs, somebody to like, yep. tell them about the latest DeFi. So like, obviously they are going to be on top of everything. That's mm-hmm. like the Hollywood of crypto.
1: Yeah, so, it's always going to be that way. But, you know, back to that comment, I just, I don't know. I was irritable that day too. Sorry.
0: It makes sense. <laughs> I loved it. Like that was some of these things like that resonated with me because I was wrecked that day. And I was looking at people saying, like, I already stabled. I already stabled. I was like, dude, it's not about stabling. Yeah. It's about don't brag about
1: it right now. Right, And what it really is, is a gauge for society, Uh, Mm -hmm. negativity and selfishness. And and being selfish is fine, Mm -hmm. but uh, rubbing things in people's faces, kicking when they're down really having to say I told you so like that little kid mentality Mm. it shows you how grown up we are (laughs) and not to say I don't have flaws certainly I lose I lose my temper I, I get immature you know I you know I do stupid things everybody does we all
0: do we are humans right it's about trying to control what we can control. And some people right. get that high by like, let's say, putting people down or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they care. I get it. And uh, with that, I'd like to call this a wrap. Thank you for being okay. on the Hacker Noon yes. podcast. If you have yeah. any message for the readers, we'd love to share them.
1: Oh, uh, like right now? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I just hope anybody who wants to do well will do well. What I mean by that is, and this is disappointing to a lot of people, don't think you're going to do this overnight. Just put your time into it. Be the new person. Don't think you know it all. People, the most successful people here I know, they actually sit back and watch and observe and they ask intelligent questions and not too many. They can ask whatever they want and they just, they, they're they persistent and they show up every day and that's it. They're not braggars. They're very humble typically. And I know a few of them that are incredibly successful. I mean, I'll never have to work again. Let's put it that way. And it's because Mm. networking too is also very important. Get to know people, make friends with smart people. You always have to have something to bring to the table. So even if you don't know much about crypto, we'll say, hey, I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to, you want me to go through this and see if I can find this data, you know, learn. Um, There's always something you can do, especially when it comes to networking and developing, or you know, getting involved in some research, Mm. um, you know, and don't be afraid to take chances either. Calculate your risk. One thing people have an issue with is they'll get lucky. 500, you know, let's say your portfolio was $10,000 and you made money consistently putting $500 into each investment. Bull market starts, you know, they start going higher. And higher. Let's do a thousand. Let's do two thousand. Right? But they went away from their original plan. They ended up losing all their money because of that plan. You need capital to spread out. You need to stay consistent. You need to stick with your execution plan. You know, getting bigger is a problem because you're going to lose more too. But those little wins that become 10x's. Let's say you. Let's say you get a hundred. It's not even uncommon to get a 50x of uh, $500. But you put $500 in 10 different projects. Oh, well, I mean, you made a lot of money. It doesn't matter about those nine other things. And um, yeah, I guess that's the message. I don't know what else really i'm not you know it's my first podcast so
0: thank you for like blessing us with that yes. like we'd be very happy to be a part of the afternoon family cool. welcome and with that thank you. i'd like to call this a wrap thank you josh thank you i appreciate it
1: afternoon podcast